very special guest in the building. Yeah, are we live? Yeah, been live, bro. Yeah, we're live, bro. We're live. All right, so it's, it's uh, Big Wavy Roy Johnson. What's going on, everyone? We're good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isolation yeah. treating everyone. Oh, bro, it's hard for uh, You know, I don't, I don't actually, I'm not minding it too much. Like, um, I've got a list of things that I need doing around my, my flat. So mm. I'm just going around ticking them off. Um, I actually like being on my own. The only thing that I'm missing is going to the gym and wrestling. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I could imagine. I could imagine. Like, to be fair, I've been self isolating for like two weeks now. So I've kind of like gotten into a routine of like waking up, working out, just like crossing things off my list and then PlayStation. Yeah. The PlayStation's like, getting getting battered right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can imagine. Like, I know, like in the next like two or three weeks, like two three weeks, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be over it. Be completely yeah. tired, man. Yeah, no, I can't hear that. Well, like I just come back from Miami. Oh, how was that? And um, dead. Like my my basically my dad lives in Miami, so I went to go and see him. But then the time I went, it was. What was meant to be spring break time. Oh yeah. So I was like, so I've got like a, f- a friend who lives up there, and he was like, oh yeah, we'll try to take him to all the spots during spring break and stuff. I was thinking, wicked. That's like, I've always wanted to tick spring break off my list of my bucket list or whatever. But as soon as I got there, beaches got locked off, well, the bars are locked off, clubs got locked off, restaurants got locked off, um, the gyms got locked off. Basically, yeah. you just couldn't do anything. So I'm in Miami, yeah, I'm just sat, sat in the house with a dog. So, so, but then I, kind of, I was getting so bored because American TV is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like, they got 800 channels and nothing's on. <laughs> nothing's there's on, too many adverts. Yeah. And so many adverts too as well. Many adverts. And there's only so many times you can... Bruv, yeah, it's terrible. And um, there's only so many times you can take a dog for a walk. Yeah. So I was, I was dying oh, yeah. to get home. So I could, like, have my own TV and my PlayStation and stuff. So now I'm home, I'm a little bit... I'm all right. I'm enjoying yeah. Enjoying it actually at the moment. It's just uh, funny, it's funny times going on in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it is. Pray that everyone just stay safe. It's literally it. Man. Yeah, basically. So yeah, we've got Roy Johnson in the building. So Roy, um, just first off, like, just want to know, how did you get your start within um the wrestling industry? I've always been doing like sports and athletic stuff and what have you, like um. I've always wanted to, I've been a wrestling fan basically my whole life and I've always wanted to try it out but I always had the thought that I wasn't big enough or, you know, I might not be good enough to do it. So I kind of thought, yeah, let me just put that on the back burner and do what I'm good at. So, when I was at uni, there's been like three stages of my life where I thought about becoming a professional wrestler. Um, first of all, when I went to university and um, I went to uni and I was like, right, I need to do something because Going to the gym is just not enough for me. I need to have something to fight, focus on or whatever. What uni did you go yeah, to? Uh, Nottingham Trent. Oh, Nottingham Trent. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, cool. I thought he was going to say something um, like that. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. uh, a lot, there's a big, there's a big wrestling, um, what's it, a big wrestling fan base down there, isn't it? So. Oh, okay. No, no, we um, So I, I, I kind of played American football for a bit. Uh, I, I, well, basically, I decided over I wrestling in American football. I chose American football, so I played that for a bit of uni. And then when I graduated from uni, I was like, right, I need to kind of do something still because going into the, the, the working life is not the one. Um, be something to like enjoy myself on the weekends or whatever. So I could carry on playing American football. Um, I started training for a bit with 
the London, was it London Panthers, I think? I can't remember those. Basically, the team that basically I live, I live near Sellers Park, so um, I think it was the London Panthers. They trained like right around the corner from me, so I went down the train there once. And some guy just decided he didn't like me because I paid well, basically, because I paid for Nottingham Outlaws and his arrivals to his team. And he like he roughed me up like big time in training. I put like kind of I finished training, and like my right ear was three times the size of my left ear. I was like, I was like, you know what? I can't be coming to work looking like this every Monday. So it's like, you know what? I'm gonna dead the American football. I'll do something else. And then I thought wrestling or powerlifting. I chose powerlifting, so what convinced me to doing it? So I did that for about five years. Got really good at it. Like lifted internationally, nationally, European championships, world championships, all that sort of stuff. And then um, I had one competition where I kind of hurt my knee. And I thought to myself, you know what, like, you don't make any money from this. You will just spend loads of money. You're getting hurt. Like, just knock it on the head, do something else, like, because the enjoyment is coming out of it or whatever. So around about them times, I, I started going to watch um, independent wrestling shows. So I went to one of my good friends. He, well, I'm, at, I'm out in Miami randomly, WrestleMania 28 weekend. Um, he took me to watch Progress Wrestling. These guys... Yeah, um, progress is sick, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun to watch. Like, this is like back in like chapter chapter nine, I think, and they're on like a hundred and three or something now. Yeah. Um, so I went down there with with him, and I was like, "Wow, this, I didn't I didn't know there was like a well, I knew there was a British wrestling scene because I'd seen British wrestling when I was at uni, and it was terrible, like really, really bad, like terrible. Like, hey, it was terrible. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Like, um, <laughs> I saw this one show in. Nottingham, I was at uni, and Gangrel was meant to make an appearance. Because Gangrel was, I didn't, I didn't know this at the time, but he was doing, he did, he regularly did like UK shows back back, back in the day. Okay. Yeah, he was touring UK quite a lot. And um, basically, me and my mate at uni, we went to go because we, we both want to see Gangrel. Gangrel, Gangrel no showed, and they had Jake the Snake in to replace him. Jake the Snake. This is these was these times when Jake the Snake was not in a good way. Uh, like he kind of like limped himself down the down the ramp, came in the ring, did like a really sloppy DDT, and then left. That's like, some mad. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like everyone else in the show was like really hokey or out of shape and whatever. And I thought, you know what, this isn't for me. But I went to watch Progress, and I was, and I was like instantly hooked by it because it was completely different. It's like, it very much like Attitude Era, ECW vibes kind of thing. So mm. like um, so anyway, so I was watching that for a bit. Um, they went to one show that was like a mix between the pros and the trainees because they had a wrestling, wrestling school and I was chatting to one of the wrestlers at the bar and he was like oh you're in really good shape you should like think about wrestling and I thought about it and I thought yeah maybe but again but, but then, then doubts about whether I'll be good at it like it might take away um, my passion for wrestling as a mm. wrestling fan or whatever because I guess once you've gone, th- you've gone to the other side of the barrier, it's really hard to come back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if, you, uh, if you're a big fan of something and then you get to participate and then it'll take away your love for it. Like, I yeah. resent having to go back to being a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being a fan, of course, but it's because like, you know, I tried and I failed kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, uh, God, I'm rambling. God, this story is not. No, that's good. No, this is. We need to hear this, bro. Wait, before you continue, before you continue, 
Um, yeah. I wanted to ask, what was your um, first day of training like? Because I'm not going to lie to you, we've like, been talking about, like, we all want to have one match, that's it. But we want to train for that like, one match, that's all. So what was your first day of training like? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's really hard. <laughs> um, You're not selling this to me, man. It, well, it's that's, that's, that's the thing. Like they they, they did really make it hard for you because yeah, yeah. to weed out people who who because wrestling is hard anyway. Like it's a hard thing. Like um, training's hard. The, like wrestling itself is hard. The lifestyle's hard. But they want to make sure like people who are coming to the wrestling school, they want it and they're gonna like, they're committed to it. So they make the first first few sessions hard or whatever but um yeah sorry um i was on, went on holiday one year and i was sat there thinking right, i need to start because I'm, I'm at the time i was approaching 30 and i thought you know what i need to i need to start start ticking some things off my bucket list and one of them was like wrestling training so um a couple months later i was just sat at home on friday night and decided right, i'm a packaging bag and just drive to the nearest wrestling school the next day that was the progress wrestling school did that and then I never looked back really. Went to one session, hated it, but I loved it. Right, loved it because it's you know I'm I'm learning what I what I'm passionate about, what I wanted to do. Mm. Hated it because it was such hard work. Um, I've I've been like gym training for like years and played other sports and whatever. I've never been in so much pain after one wrestling session. Like it took me a whole week to recover from from one oh session. Oh my gosh! When you when you so, mean pain, um, what's sort of pain, pain you're talking? It's like, it's like extreme doms from like yeah. a lot of like it's like it's like a lot of conditioning stuff, and then when you factor in like bumping and rolling as well, and the yeah, end of it, it's yeah. like I sat, I got back, I just sat on my sofa and I didn't move for the rest of the <laughs> evening. <laughs> I don't blame but you. But for some strange reason, I kept coming back. Yeah, yeah and. Yeah. Kind of like a callus, like you kind of um, like well, bumping anyway. Bumping is definitely like a callus, like you get used yeah. to it, and um, then it just it doesn't hurt anymore. Then once it, it stopped hurting me, I was training like four or five times a week, like wrestling training. I was like going to the gym before work, and then going wrestling training after work, and just doing that constantly. Yeah. And I did that for like a few months, and then I got to a stage where they're like, okay, you're you're match ready. Go, go get yourself some wrestling gear and, and think about like, like wrestling stuff. So, yeah, but that was, uh, <laughs> so that's, I guess, how I got into the business. Um, Progress was the place that I trained at and the place that I made my debut. Um, and you trained, trained by like Darrell Allen and Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, yeah, I was going to say that. That's sick. Jimmy Havoc is yeah, like yeah. W, like he's known for being like, yeah, really yeah. like um, off the cuff and just like going, going mad in it. Like, how was it getting trained yeah. by Jimmy? Yeah. Um, inexperienced because Jimmy's Jimmy's quite old school in the, how he got trained. Like he got like, like I said, they, they they make it hard for you coming into the business mm. to to make you make sure that the people who are doing it want it. Yeah. So like the first time I, I met Jimmy Havoc, <laughs> um, I was helping out crewing at one of the progress shows, uh, and like it's a big thing in wrestling to make sure like when you meet someone for the first time, introduce yourself. Offer your hand to hand, shake the hand, or whatever. Um, and even when you when you go to shows, anyway, people you know, it's kind of etiquette to shake everyone's hand when you get to the show and that. So I know I see Jim, and I know this. People told me this. I'm like, okay, see, see Jimmy. Like, right, I've got a good good impression of Jimmy Havoc because like he's one of the big trainers. He's a big deal. He was, he was Progress Wrestling champion at the time. Yeah. Um, put my hand up to shake his hand. He just walked straight past me. I was like, oh, 
Oh man. Okay. <laughs> 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 right, Who's this kid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, put that yeah, beer into you from, from Ernie. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, well, that's 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 me meeting Jimmy then. Um but I was kind of determined to make a good impression in that. So I was chatting to him, I think another progress show after after show or whatever. And I was and um I introduced myself again. This time he, he was talking to me because we were at a bar. And um and he kind of put the fear of God in me. It's like, well, you've introduced yourself to me now, so you have to come to my training session next week. Um, if you don't come to my training session, don't ever come to my training session ever again, kind of thing. Whoa. You've got no choice there, mate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so he, kind of, he stuck it on me. And, um, <laughs> and, kind of, and I think he had a few to drink, and he was just staring a hole right straight through me. Shit. So I thought, right, okay, well, I'm going to go anyway. So I turned up, and... Um, Jimmy's like quite known for, for, for like pranking people and that sort of thing when you first meet him. So when I got there, he like asked me to introduce myself and I was like, oh yeah, we spoke the other day. You told me to come down to um, the session. He's like, no, I didn't. Why are you here? Like, Whoa. how long have you been training? And I told him and he's like, you haven't been training long enough to come to, come to my sessions or this, da, 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 da. and I was like, what? okay. And then um, you just carry on with the sessions or whatever. Like yeah. Jimmy's sessions were not, notoriously hard anyway. So like, well, I feel like a newcomer, it is what it is. Like, yeah. if I get things wrong, you shout at you, and then you get it right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. how, how it was. And then okay. in the session, um, he's like, oh, by the way, I was just joking about you not coming here. I knew you were yeah. coming. I, I just was testing you out. Kind of thing. That's what Jimmy Havre was like. Um, and there, there were times where, um, like, it's only like me and a couple of people go to a session because they were, were notoriously hard, and mm-hmm. people had the option to not go, they probably wouldn't go. But yeah. Um, I wanted to learn, and I had, if I had the opportunity to learn, I'd go. So um, there was one particular time where me and uh, one of a wrestler, uh, who's, who's now who's now left the business, but like um, we were just practicing wrestling on the, on the fly, like kind of without planning and stuff. And um, we got like we messed up one thing, and Jimmy just basically just made us wrestle, um, just just doing like things out of headlocks. So one of the most like, basic things. Yeah, we made us do this for three hours. So uh, <laughs> what were you doing headlocks for three hours? You just said. Yeah, just just working headlocks for three hours. Oh, oh, oh. I thought he was just like <laughs> <laughs> like a good three hours. Just headlocking each other. No, basically, we, me and this one guy were in a headlock. I had him in a headlock. I'd work out a bit. We put yeah. me in one. We reverse. We do blah blah blah. We were doing that for three hours. Just me and him. Um, <laughs> So, so Jimmy Havoc was hard work, but in the end of the day, it made me a better wrestler. It's made countless other people who he's trained a better wrestler, and he's like a fantastic trainer. And he's actually a really good guy. You get to know him. So, yeah. Sick, I'm with friends now. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. So, how, how did you come up with the um, the whole big wave? Because I think when I first um, um, knew, like, found out who you were, and I saw your promo on um, the WWE UK tournament. And yeah, the whole yeah. rapid and you know repping the whole credit thing for me it was kind of like wow this is sick like to yeah, be able to see someone that's like ends, me yeah. that kind of has like just from someone from ends basically just yeah, being, yeah, yeah. like in the WWE kind of like forum like how was that for you um like well, when i first started wrestling my gimmick was like a power lifter which is really boring um fans can't really react not reactive they can't relate to it can't connect with it and that sort of thing and um, I don't know if, if you know much about British wrestling, but um, some guys I trained with, um, Sebastian and Tom Irvin, two tag together as the geezers. Um, 
Sebastian said to me, oh, you should do a roadman gimmick. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, you should, you should do a roadman gimmick. Um, and, I was, and um, no, sorry, that's not what happened. Sorry, we were at training and we we do a max practice and we had this thing we picked a gimmick out of the hat. And I picked a roadman gimmick. So I did this roadman gimmick at training and everyone was loving it. Like, um, like, and Sebastian said, you should do that gimmick because if you do that, you get moved all over the country. First of first of all, people might find it offensive. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. Just it, blah, 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 but I thought, you know what, I've got nothing to lose, so I did it. And then like, lo and behold, yeah, I was getting booked all over the country. Um I pitched this thing called the Wasteman Challenge. So I basically uh, John Briley, who one of the co-promoters, co-owners for Progress, uh, he used to come because Progress owned the training school. He used to come like, quite regularly to watch, and um, we finished training a bit early, and he had a little bit of time. He's like, "Oh, does anyone pitch any ideas to me?" And like John notoriously says no to a lot of things. So I said to him, "I want to do this thing called the Wasteman Challenge." He's like, um, okay, go on. Um, I was like, well, I'm have an open challenge thing, and it'll either be like a wrestling match or like a rap battle. Um, but I call it the Wasteman Challenge because I think everyone in the back, everyone, everyone who's like, all the other wrestling Ross are all wastemen, but they have to prove themselves to me that they're not. Yeah, they're not so yeah. that's where the whole idea came from. And um, it was like the original idea was like a offshoot from remember Roddy, Rodney Mack Rodney oh, Mack yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Mr. Mack Militant yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like an offshoot from that so I kind of incorporated that into my gimmick and that got like super over and then it got me like regularly booked on progress like probably like probably before I was ready to in, like looking back like, um, like my in-ring ability wasn't quite what it is now and what it what it probably might should have been for like the caliber kind of shows but um i guess my look and my gimmick and you know my ability so and all that sort of stuff was was kind of there maybe even above who they're using so that's what got got me through um and i did one wasteman challenge segment at a progress show where william regal was watching Oh, okay. So basically, Regal like he just came over. I think he was, I think he was like looking at Pete Dunne and Zach Gibson at the time. I think, okay. and um, he just he just happened to be at the show that I was on. So I was like, right, we need to we need to nail this this, this segment kind of thing. Yeah. And um, did this waste my challenge. I, I was answered by Jack Sexsmith. We did this back and forth thing. Um, I spit some bars to what was it? I think it was Trek 138. Yeah, I think it was that. And it's like, I basically speak out of track. So it's really hard. I couldn't, if I messed it up, like, it's over. Over, isn't it? Over, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't can't rap, I can't speak, I'm not, like, I'm not that talented. So I was like, Mm. I need to, I need to just nail this. I did, like, luckily. And um, after, (laughs) after the the show, I was, getting some feedback of, of William Regal and he's like, oh, I had no idea what you were saying out there, but 
He was really entertaining. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Regal uh, would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what a legend. And then, uh, and then he was just like, look, um, how long have you wrestling? Told him, um, I don't know, that was my 25th match or something. And he's like, oh, for you, like, your 25th match, you're, like, way far ahead of like, where I was at that stage kind of thing. Um, he said, just keep keep doing what you're doing. Like, we've got our eyes on you now. Like, we might come back, you know, offer you something, like, trial or whatever in a year. So, <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. Um, so, that was July 2016. Um, I think it was November 2016. I've got... Uh, a message from kind of um like I say now Jim Smallman who runs progress says oh um I might have some work for you if you're interested uh, with the WWE awesome. um just let me know I was like um yes yeah tell me the details kind of thing and like because it was on the November time and he said that it was work for January and I was like well I know they don't come over here until like November, no, they come over in November and like April, May to do the yeah. UK tour or something. Yeah, it's tour. It was about kind of thing. So anyway, I gave him my details. William Regal called me up when I was sat at home. Just started my own business playing FIFA. He's got this phone call from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, just calling you like that, you know. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't phone. Yeah, yeah, because well, like, um, I've got heads up. So it wasn't yeah. like a complete like, shock. So you were just chilling. You were just chilling there like this, bro. Just chilling there, oh. just rocking back. <laughs> no, no. So I, like he said, they might call you. They might not, kind of thing. So I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. So yeah, they fair. got my details. If they do, they don't. Um, at that, at that kind of that stage, I was like, well, everything is rolling so well with wrestling anyway. Like if they don't, something might come up down the line. I'm not, I'm not stressing about it, kind of thing. So I just sat there playing FIFA. My phone rang. Looked at the caller ID. Said Connecticut. And I'm like, wow, okay. Well, <laughs> getting real, you uh, know, we can real calls. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that good uh, shit. It's like I don't, I don't know anyone else, anyone who lives in Connecticut. So yeah. I've got to kind of answer this kind of thing. Answer it was Regal. Um, quickly, quick call. Like he's, he's kind of said, oh, they're doing this UK tournament. Actually, no, he didn't even mention it was a tournament. So they're doing this UK thing project. Am I interested in doing it? And I was like, yeah. Cool. Asking, oh, you'll get an email. It's like asking you for some details. Send you some more details when we have them because we're very much. I do not. We don't know what's going to be yet. We're sketching out plans. Blah blah blah. So, anyway, that happened. I sent all my details back, and then kind of the rest is kind of history. Um, but with regards to the, the, the promo, taking it back to the original question, um, I was backstage at the, the Blackpool event when we we're doing our like, kind of rehearsals, getting used to how everything works, blah, blah, blah. And um, Mr. Regal came up to me and said, um, uh, Roy, I need you to do a promo for our .com. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. He goes, yeah, I want you to do a rap on Pete Dunne. I was like, okay, <laughs> right, give me right, give me a day and I'll put something together and, and whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, he came back to me about 10 minutes later saying, Roy, we need you to do that promo tonight. I was like, okay, all right, it's not a problem. Right, I'll go back and figure something like, yeah. Shit. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sat down on my own. I know, because you think yourself like, raw, a day, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I took myself on my own, I was thinking, oh, that kind of stuff. And then <laughs> came back to me, it's like, oh, uh, I'm ready for you now. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. 
so I went to the, the, the promo area and um, it was Charlie Caruso who was kind of doing this interview with me. And then we were doing the whole thing. And like, I had this, this rap just came out of my head, but like, I had the rap down, but there's certain, yeah. like, there's like a timing bits and then there's bits I'd fluff up and I, was, like, and I kept wanting to do it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got it in the end. It's just really like kind of nerve wracking because you get put in front of that situation. Like, it's yeah. all a bit mad. And like, people are said to they're watching you, like, you just think about it. Did you have that thing in the back of your head, like, oh, what are people going to say online and how are people going to take yeah, this? Or were you confident about it? You, you, you... Cause the thing was, like, cause I didn't think it was going to get that much exposure. Mm. I thought it would be like, on their website or whatever. Like, you know, people will review it or whatever. But because I'm not used to, at that level, I wasn't used to much exposure or anything, so I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. So I know the WWE Twitter account tweets it out. So, um, like wildfire. Yeah, then my phone was getting like hot with all these mentions and like blah blah blah, and then it, they put it on their YouTube account, and it was one of them things where it's like it's very Marmite promo. Like mm-hmm. people were like, "This is the best promo I've seen like, in, in years," or like people were like, "What is this? What is this idiot? Like, what's he doing?" <laughs> kind of thing. Like this is terrible. It's it like either love it or hate it. That's, that's and that's, that's yeah, kind yeah. of how it was. And then um, then like uh. Somehow the UK Grime Twitter account picked up and they, they like retweeted it and then like MVP found it somehow Shit. and then like <laughs> and MVP was like raving about it and all this sort of stuff and then like me and, me and MVP have become like good friends since as well, which is quite cool. But, um, MVP's my guy, man. <laughs> yeah, he was mine as well. <laughs> he was mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's quite funny though. We quite tired. We speak every time so often. But, um, I wanted to have this character that um, I guess urban use, I don't want to say just like young black use or whatever, but like, urban use can kind of relate to him because there's nothing like that on, on of course. Like, in the there wasn't anything like that in, yeah, in the industry. There definitely wasn't anything like that in British wrestling. And um, obviously, you have that, like people like that in the WWE, you got like New Day, you got Street Profits, you know. Yeah, yeah but you, guys, see, you see, when I look at them, it's it's like it's an American type of that's what I'm trying to say. There's no one yeah. in the industry that will have that British type British of yeah, because exactly. everyone thinks with tea and crumpets, it's not that. You exactly, see where I'm coming exactly. from. So like, you're definitely bringing that approach, and, and like I said, that's salute to you, man. Definitely. That's why yeah. I think the the promo was so important because when I saw it, I was just like, wow, okay, this is someone I could look at my little brother like. This is that someone means, like yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is someone. And that's why I did it. That's, that's why, why it's, it's important for me to do it because the UK tournament was the first one they've ever done. They had people from all over different parts of the country. They of had course. like Scottish representative, they had Welsh representative, they had Irish, they had like, you know, Manchester, Midlands, Birmingham, like all that. And I was the only guy from like, well, at the time I was the only guy from London. They had Danny Birch as well. So he kind of represents a kind of, kind of Cockney London kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to represent South, like in South London. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, and I want to represent what 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 or I see in London, like the, like South London, Croydon, kind of. Um, I guess like just I wouldn't even say a road man because I'm I'm not a road man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Why would a road man be wrestling like this? Um, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, I get what you mean. 
like an urban the guy, guy basically. Who's yeah, that's yeah. Into... You don't necessarily need to be racist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just, you're just yeah. being you, I guess. Exactly, yeah. A guy from ENDS is into things, yeah, who's into things a guy from ENDS is exactly. into. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, I, want to, I want to portray that on, on a bigger platform and have people who are into that kind of thing be like, yeah, that's, that's my guy. That's the guy I want to root for for this, this tournament mm. and beyond the kind of, of thing. So, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's where it came from. I think you just doing that, it opens a lot more doors like, for people to kind of look into wrestlers like that. There's a wrestler that I discovered maybe like two years ago as well. Um, I think you. I think you've tagged up with him a few times. Um, is it Alex Rothmore? Alex Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he, 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 yeah. He's, he's he kind of uh, fits between Roth and Rothmore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's like he's also from ends as well. He's from he's from Croydon. So like yeah. <laughs> so that, that's we have we have that, that thing in common. We teamed a few times. We're in a in a stable called the Eight Seven. Um, so I spent a lot of time with him actually. So, yeah, we're, we're quite similar in that aspect. But he's very much like his his wrestling persona is himself. Yeah, he does. He's not kind of in between an, an actual like maybe defined set gimmick kind of thing. He's just he's just himself. And like I said, he's from the same area as me, so we kind of got that kind of connection. So, how was the whole aspect experience for you? And like as a general, like how was it meeting Triple H? How was it? You know, meeting the other guys that you probably haven't met before, and then yeah, just the whole tournament weird, as a whole. <laughs> it was a bit. It was all a bit surreal because, like I said, it all came from nothing. So from the time that that they called me and I filled out all this paperwork and da 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 da, and then we had to meet up and do these like, like our physicals and our like photo shoots and all this secret stuff that we wasn't no one knew about. And then, the, and then the pre- so like, and I had, I had like before this all happened, I had like a really bad wrestling match. Um, I was really didn't like. I was just kind of like, oh, I'm really, I'm not. Obviously, I'm, I'm probably not. Maybe I'm not cut out for this kind of thing. Had that, and the next thing I know, next week, WWE really calling me. So it's all a bit. Everything happened really quickly to the point where I couldn't take it all in. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just mad. Like, obviously, first, firstly, like meeting Regal and then having a conversation with him on the phone about him offering you like work and stuff. That's mad as it is because I've grown up watching him wrestle, been like a big fan of his and what have you. I've met him like I think maybe four years before that happened, but I was as a fan, so it was a bit, oh. bit different. I got this picture of me and him holding a Union Jack flag somewhere. Oh, um, sure. From WrestleMania 28, when I was a, when I was a fan, so it's all a bit mad. And then you go there, and then you sit down with um, Nigel McInnes and Michael Cole, and they're asking questions about yourself, about your wrestling show. And I'm like, these, I've been watching these guys for like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Michael Cole, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael <laughs> <Mark, laughs> like, he's like the voice of our like, wrestling. Yeah, of course, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a goat. He's yeah, a goat. Yeah. I hate when people kind of slam them off and say that Michael Cole's not a good announcer. Yeah. He's a very good announcer. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Think, he's, he's fantastic. Ooh. He wouldn't be wouldn't have been doing it for like twenty five years if he was. Exactly. So, was terrible. So, um, but yeah, he sat there asking me questions about myself. So he has things to talk about me on the tournament. Stuff like that's just all, all kind of crazy. And then, yeah. Um, I've been and I've been like sat with like Regal and Brookside for like like two days just chatting with them and then then all of a sudden Triple H walks into this room and like Triple H was my guy back in the day like it's yeah. all all That's crazy funny. and like 
That's man. And like he's a he's a very like big, intimidating guy as well. Like Triple H, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can imagine, imagine, bro. Imagine guys. This guy could make or break my life, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I, could, I always imagine Triple H walking through just doing this, bro. Like, just doing that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a big, powerful walk and them things, and he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is Triple H. He's giving us this, this pep talk, and it's like yeah. after he's finished talking, I'm like, yeah, I really want to go out and wrestle now. Like, yes, go, go do it, kind of thing. Um, that's all mad. Um, but at the UK tournament, we didn't really get to meet a lot of people because it was just UK guys. And a lot of the guys who I was doing a tournament with, I'd known anyway from like, like being on shows with and like being around pro wrestling and stuff. So that element of it was cool. Um, like I got to meet like Finn Balor, who's like someone whose career I've been following as well. Like he just came to, I think he was injured at the time. So he just came to announce the tournament and then he was just there for, I, I guess, to give, to give the tournament a bit more star power or what have you at the mm-hmm. time. Um, since then I've done like I did like a, a house show with uh, WWE UK and like, that in itself was a bit mad um, when I did NXT UK last year like Shawn Michaels was there and Shawn Michaels was my favourite wrestling all oh, time yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but by, by that point it's kind of like ah, it's, it's just it's Shawn Michaels like, you kind of get used to it after a while it's a bit weird yeah like, I get what you mean yeah but yeah, like WWE themselves, like they're really, really like professionally run company. They they treated us like superstars. They treat me like superstar throughout the whole like experiences I've had with them, like putting me up in hotels, sort of my travel, all that sort of stuff. So it's always yeah, I have nothing but good to say about the company. So yeah, yeah. that's it. That's lit, man. That's it, bro. That sounds like a dream, fam. Like yeah, a dream. it was. <laughs> it was. It was. Right. So, but yeah, um, speaking of Zach, I've got random questions to ask you. This is Versi, yeah, by the way. Oh, same, yeah, what's going on? Versi Jones, fellow South Londoner, so I'm rapping, of course. <laughs> um, you, put out, you put out this tweet, yeah, it was four non wrestling references. You had Jerwayne from Phone Shop, you had Stormzy, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you had Rose, and you had Victor from Big Brother. Tell me, how does that relate to wrestling? You're saying that's influenced Tell me. Um, well, like, the first thing I kind of, I was, I was told and kind of, when I was going into wrestling, like from Tom Irvin, he, he gave me a lot of advice when I was coming up from wrestling. He's like, when you're having your, your wrestling character, you want to think of um, a backstory and then backstory gimmick and then like within that gimmick, things outside of wrestling that influence that gimmick. Because if I think of things inside of wrestling that influences my gimmick, it's all been done kind of thing. Um, I guess the phone shop thing, Joanne uh, from phone shop, like, people used to say, Are you, I look like him. But like... <laughs> uh, they're mocking it. They're taking the piss from uh, <laughs> No, when I, was, when I was younger, I did. I, was, I had like a bit of a... When I didn't have the beard and I had like a kind of rounder face kind of thing. And I had the same haircut as well. So I kind of did look like him a bit. But like... Um, like... How his his character in that in that program is probably how I saw myself like well, I was a little bit more grown up if that makes sense because like, like maybe you're mixed with him and Ashley slightly slightly a bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> um, and like that was like kind of influence my character when I was watching when I was when I was like trying to become a wrestler and I was looking at things 
I spent a lot of time studying things like watching wrestling, watching like moves I might want to do or, or like how, how certain wrestlers walk to the ring and how they carry themselves. And then, then I watched things outside of wrestling, like phone shop. I sat and watched two series of phone shop like through the whole way just to pick up on little things that like Joanne does and, and that sort of thing. Because I was like, I want to kind of have that kind of element to my, my wrestling gimmick. Mm. And then um, I follow Victor on Twitter. So like some, certain things he says on Twitter that makes me laugh. And I think <laughs> that's, 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 a bit, that's a bit of Roy that is. That's kind of, yeah, a little bit of work Roy Johnson. So I might kind of use that kind of element of stuff in there as well. And then um, uh, roll safe, like... I was, I was kind of getting the idea of like my character was a heel like the roadman heel kind of thing and in that like people don't really like, no one really likes a roadman do they so mm-hmm. like so like it, it, the character itself has to be healed but then I was getting over and it got to a point where like people going to turn me face and I didn't really want to be face but like if I'm going to be face I need to have I need to think of characteristics that people are going to want to see and then, um, then Roll Safe came about, and um, her documentary was about, and I was watching that, and I was like, and, and like people were like saying, oh, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" They're, they're like people of all sorts, of, like like color, like religion, whatever. Like, have you seen this guy? He's, he's hilarious. And I was like, "Yeah, people like him, but he's from ends." Yeah. And I was thinking, why? And I was trying to work out why it is they like him, and I just got clocked, kind of like, he's it's not. He's from ends, but he's band. an idiot. Like yeah. he's an idiot. Like he thinks he's a bad man, but he's not. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not really about that life. So like that's why people like him because they don't exactly. they don't feel threatened by him. Yeah. So I thought, right, that's that's if I'm gonna gonna take my character as a as a face, I have to move down that direction. No, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because it's, it's yeah. true. The stormy thing, which is like kind of the waistband challenge kind of thing. I stole his cadence from his, his freestyle. So that's what. Yeah. yeah. And he's your neighbor. He's one of your. He's one of your neighbors as well. He's from Croydon as well, so it only makes sense. Yeah, well, like um, the video to shut up was filmed behind my flat. So. Madness. <laughs> That's mad. See, seven degrees yeah. of separation. Trust me, fam. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mad. rest of the rest of you, man. If you man were to pick like three characters who to like inspire your wrestling gimmick, who would you guys pick? Um, me personally, I put Kel. Kel, Kel from Keenan and Kel. I thought you said Iron Sheik. No, no, no. Hey, Kel. Hey, this, you know what it is, yeah? These men always get onto me because I'm more of like the... I, I, like, I, I like love like, vintage, vintage wrestling, so like 90s wrestling. That's my thing, innit? Like, when I mean like, like Ultimate Rory and them, man, innit? These men always get onto me about that. But, that's yeah. like Lou Fez and Bruno Sam Lou Fez and that. <laughs> hey man, they're <laughs> legends, bro. Respect it still, but um, yeah, the legend, legendary stuff. Trust right. me, fam. So, Kel, Kel Mitchell, um, um, I, um, I don't even know, bro. I, bro, is this offended? Oh, you me. might know my Arthur. one already. Of course, you so. might you know, know my a- one already. AJ Styles in it. I'm Ross IG's fam. Come on. <laughs> Desperado. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go for Kel, The Rock, and um, Bob, Bobby Lashley. Actually, not even Bobby Lashley. Can I say Bobby Lashley? No, let, me, let me change Bobby Lashley. Oh, you, mean, oh, you mean Bob Bankrin? Yeah, that's what you meant to say. Do you oh, mind yes. trying to chew on a trolley? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Um, what's it? Um, Goku. Goku. Oh, okay, yeah. I never heard that before. Oh, right. okay. so, um, so it's like you, I'm, I'm, you can you can play about, we can joke, but when it's time to think, we we roll in it. Cause Goku, Goku's yeah. Goku's pretty much that funny character, which he could flip, he could switch it in it. Do you get what I mean? And yeah. there's different types of them, so yeah. Look at me trying to explain okay. myself, from. <laughs> <laughs> if you know your thing, you know you know your thing in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can tell you nothing about your character. You know you know your character. That's it. Yeah. What about you, Versi? Sam? Uh, me? Um, I've always <laughs> a bit of Spider Man because I feel like I just joke around a bit. Um, the Undertaker, of course, but but I don't mean in terms of the Dead Man because I can't do all that dumb eyes rolling back. I can't do that. I'd rather can't do that Biker Undertaker. I'd rather um. do Biker Undertaker to just be me. I feel like that, I feel like that Undertaker was just a bit more of Mark Calloway. So you kind of saw that side and what he did <clears throat> in terms of you know yeah. the motorbike and that. Like, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, and then also like also like a Batman persona. So like I said, a bit of a dark persona, yeah. but. At the same time, just be jokey. At the same time, do you know what I mean? But I can get dark and serious too, you know. Yeah, Especially yeah, if you miss my family or something, you know. <laughs> nah, that makes sense. V. Where's V? Listen, V's in the show, yeah, man. Can yeah, you said. The, uh, wait, did you say when? You, who did you say? Was it just the whole of old side G's? Old side G's, AJ Styles, man. Okay. I'm trying to who that be. Playing rip and stuff. I'll be Chris Jericho, man. No, 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 no. Nino Brown from New Jack City. Oh, shit. As a heel. Oh, we're Nino Brown. Okay. Maybe um, a bit of like Michael Jackson thriller. Shit. And Vegeta. Vegeta's like mad competitive. Yeah, Vegeta, so, yeah. yeah. Vegeta's like, competitive. Like, very cocky like, as well. Wait, wait. Yeah, you're for white, white Michael Jackson or black Michael Jackson? You know what? Um, <laughs> man in the mirror. Ask the real Jackson. questions, bro. White Michael Jackson or black Michael Jackson? Thriller Michael Jackson. Thriller Michael was black. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's, yeah, right he's choice. Cute. He made the right choice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and Vegeta, well, Vegeta's a sore loser. Vegeta's a sore loser. So I like that. Like, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing like WWE 2K <laughs> online, and I lose to like a waste man or something. Like, I just, just start, like, it's not, I start blaming the controller. Like, ah, oh, it's not me, man. It's the controller in it. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah, man. Um. What else, what else? Is there more questions? All caught up in the talk. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you one question. Right? Who is the oh, greatest wrestler that you've wrestled so far? Yeah. That, that I've wrestled. Peter. That you've wrestled. That you could say, mate, you were amazing in the ring. We, we blended well. There was chemistry. Like, I enjoyed wrestling with you. Um, I, well, I said the best Pete Dunne, without a shadow of a doubt, there's no, no competition. He's like the best wrestler I've ever wrestled. Like, he he made me look like a credible wrestler when I, at the time I was very green. Um, okay. And he has like, he's got a really good mind for wrestling. Like, that's why he is where he is. He's like the top, top of French course. wrestler alive at the moment. Um, so it definitely, like, he's definitely by far the best wrestler I've ever wrestled. In terms of like wrestlers like I have chemistry with though, it's bit, that's a, probably a different question because um, mm-hmm. somebody you ever wrestled Pete once, um, I think to have chemistry with someone, you have to re- work with them a couple of times, and then yeah. for them to like know your, your stuff. I'd probably say OJMO, probably. He's sick. Uh, okay. like, Is he um, a riptide? That guy. Has he been? Up- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've seen this guy. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah he's really. Yeah, he's like fantastic wrestler. He's, re- he's he's um he's really good, and because I've trained with him, I know all his stuff. He knows all my stuff. 
and we've only wrestled each other twice. No, once. Once. So we're meant to wrestle each other twice. The second time he had to pull out for the injury, but um, we wrestled each other once, and it was just like just had like good good wrestling chemistry and stuff. And like you come one of the guys, where I think I could just go out there and wrestle and not call anything with him, and we'd have like a really good match because we know each other's stuff so well. Um, I'll probably add Connor Mills to that list as well. I've wrestled him once. I think like he's another guy where I think I could just wrestle just. Like they put just put us in a ring together without any any kind of planning or anything. I think we'd have a really good match. Um, I used to have quite a few matches with Jack Sexsmith, and we used to have really good England chemistry because we've known each other for like quite a long time. We've wrestled each other okay. quite, quite quite a bit as well. But he's sadly had to retire from wow. injury. So I'd probably say best Pete in terms of chemistry, um, OJMO and Conor Mills. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, man. I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm happy you said Pete Dunne. He's, he's amazing. That's my yeah, guy. Like, he's a big guy. I'm a whip I'm a weird person. But yeah, Pete yes. Dunne is amazing. He is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that you haven't had a chance to wrestle yet that you're like looking to wrestle in the near future? Mm. Uh, I don't really know because like I, I, like, I have a list of wrestlers but I keep I keep in my house. Basically, I don't tell anyone about my list because I don't want people to get big head or whatever. But people who a list of people I want to tick off that I that I want to wrestle that I haven't wrestled, or if I, if I have wrestled them, I want to wrestle them again, kind of thing. Uh, and I've I've ticked a lot of people off that list that I wanted to. There's only like a few on there, like, and it's difficult now because like, a couple of guys on there, uh, Tyler Bates on there. Mm-hmm. Like, sick. I can't see myself wrestling him anytime soon. Um, Will Ospreay's on there. I can't see myself wrestling him anytime soon. Fair. Um, other than that, probably Trent Seven or Dan Maloney. Fair. I think. Yeah, I like Trent Seven as well. He's funny. <laughs> so, um, but again, Trent Seven probably be a difficult, difficult one as well because he's obviously he's with NXT UK and I won't have the opportunities and such to, to maybe wrestle him mm. um, I, I don't even know if he, how, like, how, how much longer he's going to be wrestling I don't know if he's won down his career or what have you but um, Dan Maloney is definitely one, one that's, that's more likely and one I definitely want to wrestle so sick sick man and um, in terms of obviously adding on to that do you see yourself in like um, another promotion overseas in the years to come for example like um a TNA, a Ring of Honor, um, AEW, um, you know, other than uh, other promotion, other than WWE. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm open to wrestling wherever. Like, um, I want to make wrestling my full time job because it isn't at the moment. I have to work at dead nine to five, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like if I'm like a normal person. Yeah. Um, I, I want to make wrestling my, my kind of one source of income. And I want to do that by signing with someone. Um, WWE has always been like the ultimate goal for me since I've been a kid. It's what I've watched since I was a kid. But um, if the opportunity came for me to wrestle for like Impact, I'd love to do it. Um, AEW, I'd absolutely love to wrestle for AEW. Um, I really like, I watch AEW. I think that sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know quite a few people who work there now, like Jimmy works there, uh, Kip works there. Um, Sadie Gibbs works there. I've, I've, I've known all them okay. guys. Um, 
uh, Sugar Dunkerton had a had a match with them recently, and I've known, I know him quite well. Um, so like, there's there's someone that somewhere I love to work because you know they have a really really good show, like really good alternative product, and um, they look after their guys really well as well. They don't they don't burn them out, and like they, they wrestle like once a week max. You know? Okay, um, that's good. Um, and like if they're not on the show, they don't have to go to the show, kind of thing. So they don't have to travel, you know, travel so so much, you know. Yeah. Um, which is it's a great lifestyle if you're a wrestler. If you've got if you've got like a, a nice work, big juicy contract and, they, and you're wrestling, like <laughs> you're working twice a month. Yeah, you're winning. And the rest of the time, you, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> but, um, so I love to work there. I love to go. I love to go to Japan. I've never like yeah yeah yeah. The, like the whole culture, I never experienced it. Really, really kind of intrigues me and stuff. I want to, I want to be able to wrestle and travel and see places I haven't seen before. So, like, kind of New Japan, I'd love to work there as well. Like, um, I just, I love, just love wrestling. Like, I have no kind of, um, no, uh, I guess prejudice over which company I, I wrestle for. Sure. Um, like I said, WWE has always been like the aim and the goal. But if, if someone else came in and offered me contract and the opportunity to, to wrestle and travel the world I'd snap snap it up by the handoff so yeah yeah I don't blame you why not yeah oh, I know it'll be 60 exactly in the exactly in the that's exactly how I look at it <laughs> sorry I think it'll, it'll be sick to see a new Japan though oh man I'd love yeah, to I'd love definitely. to see like, Japan like, even just like one tour of Japan like yeah bro yeah I'd love to do it because yeah, I'm sure they don't don't know too much about like you know South London and Japan. Yeah. <laughs> be nice for you to go there. Like, the levels in Japan. Yeah, that'll be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Versi has a question for you. Yeah, yeah, I've got a two part question. So, what match of yours would you recommend to uh, see someone who's never seen the stuff? And what match would you recommend to someone who's never seen wrestling? It can be a match of yours as well. Um. So a match of mine, someone's never seen my stuff. I'd probably say I had a match recently with Rampage Brown at um, Everything Pound. Um, uh, so like the show show we did for Black History Month um, in, in October. Um, yeah, I'd probably show them that match if, if I show people a match of my own. Um, I would have said the match with Pete Dunne, but it's such a long time ago, and like I've changed so much as like a wrestler, and and that much, and that's still so. Um, but yeah, I'd say the match with Rampage for for my own stuff. Um, probably probably a match for someone who's not seen wrestling. I'd probably just show him this year's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Like this this year's Royal Rumble match. Like, um, I think Royal Rumble matches are fun anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you're introduced to so many different characters within one match. You know, it's kind of uh, encompasses everything that, like, kind of for WWE anyway. Of course. If you're thinking, oh, I want to get someone to watch WWE, it's like they get an introduction to pretty much the whole roster in one match. It's exciting. It's not like, it's not a lot of, like, rest periods and stuff. It's, like, all action kind of thing. And yeah. That's you it. You get to see everyone. It's, um, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. It's quite easy to, to sit down and watch a Royal Rumble. Everyone yeah, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Everyone I'm, I'm, I'm actually for that, man, because everyone... I was never actually thought of it like that because whenever someone asks me what's a match I could recommend, I always say something like Mankind versus Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, or the Triple Threat. I know yeah. what I'm going to try and say. Ultimate Royal versus Hulk Hogan, vice versa. But do you know what it is? It's like Royal Rumble actually introduces you to a lot of characters and you kind of like have a favourite that you wanted to win. For, even if you're not even a wrestler. Yeah, definitely. I want this guy to win because this guy's been working hard. Do you know what I mean? And he doesn't win. Then you're like, flip, my bet's gone. So I go bet for another guy. And it's like, it's like a hot yeah, take. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It makes it like, it's like I was about to say next, like, it's very easy to follow stories in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like, if you watch this year's one, for example, it's like, the champions decide he wants to be in it and everyone's trying to take him out. Yeah. And then one person takes him out and one everyone's kind of rooted to win it. You know what I mean? Mm. That, that, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd say that's the story behind it. yeah. So speaking of your event, yeah, from you know, I know that you presented the Everything Pattern event. How did that happen? Like that was in Leicester, right? Let's. Um, so I had this idea in my head for like a while, like I wanted to do a, a wrestling show that featured like basically an all black. Card. Mm. So, who will I have on it? And I sat in the right side and I just had it in my wallet. I don't have the contacts, so I don't have like the right, like, you need to get licensing and all that sort of stuff um, to be able to run wrestling shows. So I just thought, whatever. Like, it's like a dream show. I wrote, wrote this dream card out, put it in my wallet, whatever, thought about it. And then um, about a week later, I got this email from Wrestling Resurgence saying, look, if we want to do a show for Back History Month, um, are you interested? And I was like, yeah. Um, well, actually, I had written out this card <laughs> ready <laughs> for the show, and then I, was, I emailed them the card and like, oh, okay, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, and then basically, we pretty much got everyone on that card on the show, actually. So um, that's literally how it happened. I had this idea, and, and then they also had this idea, and they just came to me with it, and they said, look, we want to give you, we'll give you like full control of the whole show. We'll just give you the platform to run it. So I was like, great, I can run this show that I wanted to do and I have to spend a penny. So um, that's, that's literally how it happened. And then, Sick. Um, yeah, uh, and it was, I didn't really realize the significance or impact of it until like the show happened itself. Mm-hmm. Um, like the show sold out, which was like a big deal in itself. And then, like, little things like wrestlers. Um, Messaged me on the day like congratulations for like the show and whatever That's like so cool. people who weren't involved in it like mm-hmm. uh, people who weren't even black guys like um, like, like Chris Brooks for example he messaged me saying oh like, like congratulations you've done that something really good kind of thing and like, like Eddie Dennis put a tweet out saying like congratulations on like success everything pan and all this sort of stuff and like it had like a bigger effect than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, like people came up to me after the show and was like, um, this is the first wrestling show I've, I've ever been to. Um, like uh, they, they brought their kids who hadn't, who'd never seen wrestling outside WWE, like, you know, young black kids who hadn't, who'd never seen a British wrestling show. And they're now going to come and watch more because of the show they've seen. Yeah, of course. Um, people from like America who hadn't seen much of British wrestling, but they stumbled across the show and they didn't realize that they, British wrestling has so many like black wrestlers, 
like people all around the country didn't realize that we didn't have we had the, these these amount of guys on our show and um so i put a spotlight on people that don't really get kind of their name out there which is one of the reasons why i wanted to do it getting more people to come to shows another reason and getting mm. um getting kind of like you know black people who, who don't go to shows to come in because i got a lot of friends who don't who watch WWE. But and not even just black guys, just people who, yeah, people from 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 ends who who watch yeah, wrestling, but they don't go to to British wrestling shows because they're like, they, a, they don't know it exists. B, they're like, they go to them and like, well, I can, I, like, you know, wrestling's good or whatever, but I don't want to go and see a show where there's like one black person on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go and see a show where there's like, you know. No black people on evil. Yeah, like the whole the, yeah, ninety five percent of the rosters is white. Not because of any any like kind of issues with race or whatever, but it's just like I want to see people who, who I can identify with. Yeah, no, we get. Again, going back to why I kind of suck with the gimmick I had is because um, to to get people to identify with a different type of person. So um, that was kind of the reason why I wanted to do it, and like the response I got from it was just kind of overwhelming, really. So. Is that something yeah. you'd get into, like promoting events? Uh, I'd, I'd need to have a lot of time on my hands. Like, right. everything pattern itself was like quite, it took quite a lot of um, up on my time. So, sorry, it took a lot of my time up. Um, and that's not, and that's me doing it with, with uh, like a, a wrestling company. If I was doing it on my own, mm. it'd have to almost be like a full time job I'd have to dedicate to yeah. it because um, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of work. And Promoting wrestling shows, like there isn't a guarantee you're going to make any money from it. Mm. In yeah. most cases, you're probably going to like break even, if anything. So, if if I got to a point where I was making wrestling my full time, my living, and I didn't have to think about other things, then I probably would do do it. I'm I mean, I'm thinking about doing it again, like in all honesty. But if I have, I need I still need to have that backing of like another wrestling promotion to do it. Of course, it's good when it's called everything patterned, right? Because you had everything patterned. Yeah, yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. Literally. How do we get booked? I want us to jump in an eight-man tag match. You come to like um, wrestling school that I train at, um, knock locks in Brixton, see how you work. In Brixton? You see, uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, right, cool. Man's day off. I'll become a manager, but you see me, I want to become a manager. I don't mind becoming physical in the ring, like. I don't mind friends. No, no, that's my role still. I ain't wrestling. Man can take one, two bumps in that. But yeah, same, same, same. Well, yeah, you need to learn to take a couple bumps and then you can just do the rest talking. As long as you know how to take a couple bumps, you're, you're good. Right. I think yeah. one thing I think I can't do is slap on the chest. The, 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 the chest. Sure. I can't do it. No, I've got that from the young. I'm young. Like, I can't do it. I was watching that. I was watching that Chris Benoit um, documentary in it, and Chris Jericho was like, one of the ways that these not try to hack like hard hits and stuff is that they tense their neck and stuff. But yeah. some, oh, no, yeah. no me, no me. I'll forget to tense my neck, and I'm just getting whacked like that, and I'm like, oh. so I'm actually in pain. You get what I mean? So yeah, I'll be a referee. Yeah, I'm just taking a small bump and you're out for the whole match, bro. That's me. Done. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> out for the whole match, bro. That's yeah, nice. chops aren't pretty. To be fair, they're not. They're not nice. But yeah, 
What's the worst bump you've taken? Do you remember it? Uh, I don't know because like with wrestling, like, the worst bump. Okay, so I took a suplex from the outside to the inside of the ring that really yeah. hurt at the time from Rampage Brown. Um, I remember when it when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that didn't feel right. That really hurt." <laughs> and um, so that's probably the worst one. Like I've taken like I've taken a table bump, and that was actually not that bad. Oh, I got through the table, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> not that bad <laughs> um, I've di- taken a bump on thumbtacks that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be like it hurt but it's kind of because um, it's all spreading like an air like, there's like tacks just spread about and there's like multiple of them it's like a little pinch when you get one in your hand that kills it's, it's weird it's like <laughs> you can bump onto like thousands of them and they're like oh okay it's not, not too bad I just kind of brush it out on my back or whatever Put your hand in one of them. Agony. I don't understand. Yeah, I could never. So I like. So I got, I got like a. I took a, a shield bomb through thumbtacks. And, um, what what hurt the most was when I um, when I went to get back up, I pushed my hand into the ring and I pushed my ah. hand into like. That's what I've yeah, always wondered. That's what I've always wondered. You see on wrestling, yeah, you see people get put to thumbtacks here. Yeah. Do you like you obviously just answer my question? Do some wrestlers actually forget that the thumbtacks is on the floor? Like they put their knees on it. I've seen wrestlers put their knees on it by accident and they press their hands on it. And obviously, yeah, you just said that. And it's just, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? But how do you prepare yeah, for yeah, a tap bump? Like, uh, you have to you beat reps before you go for the attack. See, you just have to, like, with, every, with everything wrestling, you just have to go for it. If you have any, any bit of like hesitation, fuck up. that's when it's that's when you fuck things up and that's when it hurts. Yeah, like she, I just had to be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna be power bombed through these these thumbtacks now. So <laughs> get ready. And, and the thing is that as well, it's not something you practice ever or learn no. to do in training. You just have to take it. Yeah, just got to take Crazy, it. Bro. <laughs> Crazy, bro. I commend you, man. Big respect, yeah, man. That is mad. Is he thumbtacks? When we're not, when we're not locking him, goes. Hey, yo, at f- in five minutes into the match, we're gonna put you through thumbtacks. I'm like, yo, bro, I can't like it. I'm not here for that. <laughs> Just, just, hit me, just hit me with a chair. Just hit me with a chair. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not really, I'm not like a deathmatch kind of guy, so that's not kind of my kind of wrestling yeah. or whatever, but I do it if it has a reason, if there's a reason for it to be done. If there's like a big feud or something and, it, and like, like me and this guy I'm working with, we want to kill each other, so we're going to do, I've settled off you in a deathmatch. Yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, the build up. If, if I've got, yeah, if there's a build to it, I'd do it. That's that's fine. If um, the WrestleMania happily, I'll take that. I'll take that yeah. like bump. I'll take it off a ladder. I'll take on the pre-show. No, I respect that man. Yeah, Just for take... that moment, that WrestleMania moment, everyone yeah, yeah, wants yeah. that. Everyone wants that. Yeah. So yeah, I do respect yeah. that man. That's true. So nice WrestleMania. So, yeah, I think those, but like, I can't think of anything that's like, but not, there's nothing like touch wood. I've been quite lucky. Nothing's injured me in wrestling, like bump wise. I've only had one injury in wrestling, and that's from catching someone on a dive, and I put them down onto my own foot. Ooh. Yeah, so I sprained my ankle quite badly. That's the only, that's the only injury I've had, ever had in wrestling touch with. So, like, bump-wise, you take Nothing. it, it hurts, you forget about it. So. Yeah, fair. And you got to continue. That's part of the business, oh. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the mad thing. You got to carry on with the match as well. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to carry on with the match as well, isn't it? Trust me, so, you can't stop, bro. It's not showing you. Like, um, yeah, like when I had that that suplex I was telling you about, I wanted to stop the match. I was like, this this hurts. This really hurts. But carried on, and then that's fine. When I did my ankle, we finished the match, which was pretty stupid. But because I thought it was broken at the time, and um, finished the match, and then just, yeah, just strapped it up and I put ice in it or whatever. But no, no, I'm yeah, here. Good, good. Thank God. Just, just to an extent, the show must go on, yeah. but not if not if, you know if you're like knocked out or whatever. Then that's no, I remember a few years ago when um, Sin Cara had a match and he broke his finger. I think it was against. I think it was Alberto. I think it was Smackdown. And he broke his finger like mid-match. Yeah. Ouch. And yeah, he said, no, I'm not doing it. And everyone was pissed off because like, usually you finish the match, but I mean, well, nice. if it hurts that much, like, you've broken your finger. Like, if you want to get the match finished, you might as well. Yeah, but like, like other other sports, if someone gets injured, they're they're out of the game. So why That's should it. wrestling continue? It doesn't. It's yeah. true. You know what I mean, mm. it's, it's true. someone breaks their leg in the UFC. Do they do they carry on fighting? Like no, the fuck. Um, it's true. No, no, no. They they quite off. They, 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 they ref jumps in though. No, they quite off. The doctor must stop it. The doctor must stop yeah, it. They, they, they can't continue. That's impossible. when Anderson Silva broke his leg, they had to stop the match. I'm even thinking about it now. You see when you see when Psycho Sid jumped off the top rope, and was, I think it was um, oh, scares me till today. They cut the match off, innit? The match was done. Yeah, they cut the match. I think no, Scott Stein had to pin him. Yeah. He had to pin him, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pin no, him. They pinned him straight away. Pinned him straight away. That was horrific. I don't want to think about that one. That was disgusting. That was horrific. Should have gone to That was horrific. I did, yeah. Who's got better parents, you or Mojo Rowley? Me. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank God you said that. <laughs> I can't lie, yeah. I was, I was watching, yeah, I was watching your show, the show that you put on your Twitter. Hey, fam, you was passing bare man, fam. I was like, bro. And there was even a pass of slow motion as well. I was like, eee. I look sick, bro. I look sick. Look sick, bro. Uh, I've got the best parents in wrestling, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think so, anyway. So. Okay. Me or Keith Lee? I was gonna say Keith Lee, yeah. I was gonna say you're, yeah, Keith Lee. Still, that's mad, fun. <laughs> Are you looking forward but to my pants? Different because I come off my feet. So I am, you know. I'm, in, I'm intrigued more than anything to see because they're gonna have, like. I think they're gonna they'll put it out of the bag. I think. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll like even though, and even though it's been already been taped, and there's probably spoilers about or whatever, but I managed to avoid them. Um, it's WrestleMania at the end of the day. Yeah. I know, like, there's not going to be any fans there or whatever, and that's a bit weird, but, like, they'll make it memorable. Yeah, yeah. So, it's WWE, isn't it? I guess, I guess so. You can't really doubt think, it. I've just, I've just been a bit sceptical about this year's WrestleMania. I just, I just think oh, yeah, to cancel it. I'm thinking, you just love your money too much. <laughs> I really think that WWE... Yeah, I think that, the thing is, like, if they cancel it, yeah. 
Can I say that again? So if oh. they cancel it, what they've built the thing that's been storylines building up to it. So they yeah. stories and storylines have to yeah they have to they have conclude. to finish, have to be paid off. And then yeah. if they if they pause WWE after that, then okay, like give it's fine. But you know they need to put a full stop on these on these stories they've been telling for like the last however many months or whatever. Yeah. But then after that, it doesn't make true, sense true. for them to carry on like with shows. To be honest, because. Yeah. Wrestlers, how can you social distance with someone if you're like touching? Literally, literally. My my only thing is this: is that obviously Goldberg won the um the is it Universal? Not Universal. He it was Universal. Yeah, he won the Universal. Yeah, he won the Universal title at Saudi. Yeah, and he lost. Yeah. Like obviously Bray Bray lost it in it. And now that we've yeah. there's been a build up with him and against Roman, Roman's now dropped out. Like, yeah, I didn't apparently look into a place Roman with someone else, bruv. That that's just gonna make things just more complicated. Than what yeah, apparently, with Braun Strowman, apparently for the oh, championship, Braun have lost the title then. Because that's what I was saying. Mine. 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 See, that's where that's 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 the point I was coming. Braun, Braun have lost oh, no, the title. Braun, Braun, man. I uh, don't know if we start talking about Braun again, you know. Braun, Braun, man. <laughs> all right, all right. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I like Braun Strowman in it, but yeah, that's another conversation. I'd it? rather Zack Ryder. What the heck? Braun Strowman. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, okay. Big up Zack Ryder and everything. But Braun Strowman ain't been good since like 2017, fam. Allow it now. Has please. he been good, bro? Can we be honest here? Just go um, Who? Braun. Like, man. When bro, Braun came not, onto the scene, that was the only guy who he was. He can't win the big one. He's was. never going to win the big one, fam. Allow it. He oh, will eventually. Know, eventually yeah. like, he he will 2024, eventually. yeah? This guy, fam. Not 2024, bro, man. Give it give it another year or so. Braun is, um, I think Braun is sick. I think he's actually sick. Do you understand? I actually think he's amazing. What's your favourite move man. from Braun? For Braun? When he, when he does that flying drop kick. When he, when he, he gets pinned one, two, three, fam. When he does the drop kick. Because it happens. Listen. See with Bron, yeah, he's a very intimidating presence, bro. Like, yeah. okay, I'll, go, I'll give it, I'll give it that, I'll give it that. Nah, I don't think he is anymore. No, bro, I don't how think he is today when he's when he's when he's tackling with an eight-year-old fam? Can we stop, bro? He's a big, big guy. Like, he's a big guy. Yeah. What was the big show in them lot doing? Actually, no, they were tagging with eight-year-olds. But still, at the end of the day, it's, it's Bron, Bron, you've, you've still got to respect Bron. <laughs> I'm more scared of Babotunde than I am scared of Bron. <laughs> And Babatunde's even going to be in the wrestling, is going to be in that new WWE main event movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he's <laughs> like taking a piss, bro. Baba my brother. Ron Strowman ain't in the film. Sorry, I think, I think Roy's better confused. Ron was part of the white family. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Please, I don't want to hear it. You and know where's the white family the now? And where's the white family now? Where's the white family now? Wait, wait, wait. Someone is going to the Where's the white family now? In a split. Wait, you got to bring him Roy because you don't know what's going on. <laughs> is this some like pre-existing banner okay. about Braun Strowman? No, no about um, basically, you know that NXT superstar Babatunde. No, Babatunde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, we from from Thailand, from from the first episode, bro. Like, we want Babatunde to like do well on WWE, from because he's Nigerian and he's African. Babatunde, from from Polish, Polish. That's why he's Polish. He's Polish, ah, Polish, Nigerian. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be a gimmick. I can't accept it. No, no, no. He's actually Polish, Nigerian. Yeah, he's Polish, Nigerian. Polish, Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Nigerian still. Polish is a gimmick. Yeah, Bobo Tunde, Ajibesu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigerians are just everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes by the, he goes like, he goes with the Polish, um, 
yeah, it's more like take the project side. But yeah, okay. Everton is our guy. We want him to win all the championships, every single one. And Bron, we we have a hate love thing with him. So. Yeah, it's a hate and love thing. We've been him to win, but it's like too late now. But Baba Dunde is the greatest. No argument. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I think, yeah, we're coming to the end of the podcast now. But yeah, is there any more, any more questions, guys? Any more? Mm. Not at the moment. I've got one more question. I've got one more question. Who do you think is going to be the person to defeat Walter for the WWE UK Championship? No one. At this point, um, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. No one. It's a tough one as well because there's a lot. Of, he's, he's had a, a lot of people challenging for it, and no one's taken it off him yet. Yeah. Uh, Walter's the greatest wrestler in the world. I've said this anyway. He is the ah, absolute greatest I'd... in the world. Yeah, that's, that's my that's my view. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's come on. We've got to wrap up. I don't want to go into it. B, you know, B, let's not even get into this argument. I swear to you. I let, 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 it's because I've been going from the podcast. I haven't said my opinions. <laughs> I want to let, say... Let Roy, let Roy answer this. I want to say Finn. I want to say Finn Balor or um, Tyler. I can't... I mean, if you see Finn, they're gonna, there's going to be I'll an event Finn. in Dublin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say Finn. I'll say Finn. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. anyone Finn, who's not Finn's faced him yet. So, yeah, Finn's a shot. Yeah, I think Finn. Yeah, I want mm. Finn to win. I want Finn to win so Jordan Devlin can beat him. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> I want to see Jordan Devlin as the UK. That'd be good. That'd actually be yeah, good. Yeah, I want to see that'd be a good feud. That'd be a yeah. sick feud. Mm. That'd be dope, man. But yeah, man. Um, well, if you want to just plug yourself and watch your socials where people can find you when your next event is. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Oh, yes, thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me uh, an hour and a bit of entertainment while I'm on lockdown. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching Marvel films. So. <laughs> um, so, you can find me on all my social medias at Roy Johnson, yeah. Um, that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but if it's before WrestleMania, I'm going to be on House Party during WrestleMania. Um, so I'll tweet that out when it when it when it comes to the time. Yeah, I haven't yeah. actually set it up yet, but like, yeah, lovely I'm man. Sure it'd be good, good idea while everyone's on, on lockdown if we're all out like, watching WrestleMania together all the time. Have a yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, um, I'll be doing that. Yeah. Um, Last question, yeah. Last. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Lockdown, have you got all your food? Have you got your tissue paper? Have you got all your food? I'm good. I'm good. Like, before I went to Miami, I did a big food shop on muscle foods. My freezer's full of meat. I've got bagels in the fridge. I've got packs of rice in the cupboard. I'm good. Nice. I've got my toilet paper. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. Like, I've got everything. <laughs> got big I'm not white. Rice, yeah. rice at home or microwave rice? Just put me with the I've got both. I've got okay, calm. bags of basmati rice. I've got, you know, I've got microwave rice. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I've, I've not had to, <laughs> I'm not had to be involved in that madness going to the supermarkets for a good few weeks now. So I'm all right. Like, I'm not had to worry. I'm not, I walk past my Audi every day looking at these people queuing 
It's not fun. Six apart from each other. <laughs> thinking, nope, not me. Nah. Yeah, look at you like peasants. Look at you. Not me. I'm good for a few weeks. <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh. But yeah, once again, appreciate um, for giving us the time to interview and you know oh, bring no worries, you into no the, our wrestling, like basically the wrestling. We call it the wrestling community. And so, so, yeah, you're welcome to come. Hopefully, when this corona thing dies down, we actually want to get you into the studio and actually talk face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm up for yeah, that, definitely. And obviously, mm-hmm. we, we've got we're the, definitely going to follow your journey as well, man. Yeah, exactly. We're going to follow your journey from now on as well. And um, mm-hmm. we've got this there's, there's, there's a lot more to come from my journey because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen this year with wrestling, to be honest, because it's a little bit... Yeah, all over the place. Like, when, we don't know when when people are going to be allowed to go out and socialise and stuff again and yeah. people are going to be have a little bit a little bit nervous I think to do what they were doing before I think yeah. when we're allowed to but I'm itching to get back and wrestle again so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had, I had big plans for this year and this and coronavirus has kind of ah, it's messed up a lot of things for everyone believe me yeah it's a mess messed him up but yeah we moved we move. That's all we can do. <laughs> just move. Literally, yeah. Just move, move, move. Yeah. So, yeah, man, guys. I've been Anafi. Been Delboy. I've been Sam Blacks. Dude, in the darkness. You know. Rest things by the man, them for the man, them. Wow. And good night.